I'm Greg Storr with June Grasso in New York. Uh, today, a divided U.S. Supreme Court ruled in favor of a Texas death row inmate. The majority said the state had violated the Constitution by disregarding the most up-to-date standards for determining whether someone is intellectually disabled and therefore ineligible for capital punishment under a previous Supreme Court ruling. The 5-3 decision could mean a new sentencing for Bobby James Moore, who's convicted of shooting and killing a store clerk in a 1980 robbery. With us to discuss the ruling and what its implications might be are Virginia Sloan, president and founder of the Constitution Project, and Robert Dunham, executive director of the Death Penalty Information Center. Welcome to you both. Um, Rob, uh, let me start with you. Just tell us, tell us who Bobby James Moore is and, and his background and why we're even talking about whether uh, he is eligible for the death penalty. Well, Bobby James Moore is a Texas death row prisoner, uh, and he... Uh, he was sentenced to death, although there were serious questions uh, about whether he had intellectual disability. The United States Supreme Court ruled uh, in 2002 that you can't execute people uh, who have intellectual disability. Uh, and the Texas trial court, uh, who heard um, Bobby James Moore's claim, applied the, uh, looked at the clinical definitions of, uh, of intellectual disability and found that he had met them. Uh, the the uh, Texas Court of Criminal Appeals uh, instead substituted uh, a set of uh, standards called the Brasenio factors, which are an unscientific group of uh, essentially lay stereotypes, uh, and, uh, and said that uh, he had not proven uh, intellectual disability. So the case came up to the United States Supreme Court, uh, essentially to decide whether he could be uh, facing a death penalty or not. Ginny, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the majority opinion. Tell us what her reasoning was. Well, her reasoning was that the uh, uh, Texas Court of Criminal Appeals had not uh, relied on the uh, medical standards that were the latest and up-to-date um, standards uh, for determining when someone is intellectually disabled and had instead relied on outdated and judicially crafted uh, standards uh, that just don't um, mean anything. They're not uh, judicially significant, they're not legally significant, and uh, they don't determine whether anyone is intellectually disabled or not. Rob, your organization tracks the death penalty pretty closely. How, uh, what are the implications of this ruling, uh, both throughout Texas and other states? Is this just a case where these standards were applied in Bobby Moore's case, or um, ha have they been applied, and are they being applied elsewhere? Yeah, it will have, I think the opinion has um, impact both in Texas and across the country. Uh, the impact in Texas is uh, that Texas has applied uh, these factors, which are called the Brasenio factors, which are named after a particular case. Uh, and the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals has substituted these lay factors for the clinical definitions of intellectual disability. That's been the law uh, in Texas. So this will affect every case uh, in Texas uh, in, in which a defendant has uh, made allegations that he has intellectual disability. Uh, but the broader language in the case, I think, uh, provides substantial guidance uh, in intellectual disability determinations across the country. Um, this is not the first time that the U.S. Supreme Court has stepped in to overturn uh, a state intellectual disability determination that was unrelated 
to the medical and mental health definitions of intellectual disability. Uh, in Hall versus Florida, the court had stepped in to say that you could not adopt a hard 70 IQ cutoff uh, and say that if you had any test scores above that, you couldn't qualify as having intellectual disability. That had no support in the scientific community. Uh, the Bresenio factors, things like um, can you lie successfully or did other people who knew you growing up think that you had an intellectual disability, uh, those have nothing to do with the scientific determination of intellectual disability either. And so by uh, striking this down, uh, the court has reiterated that uh, states may have some discretion in deciding whether someone has an intellectual disability, Jenny, but they don't have discretion to completely disregard uh, the standards of the, of the scientific and medical communities. Ginny, in, yes. in about a minute, is this decision moving the court along toward eliminating differences in how states decide who is intellectually disabled? Absolutely. Texas was a real outlier in uh, using these outdated non-medical uh, related um, um, factors and and uh, to the extent that other states are not up to date as well, uh, it's going to um, help them to determine uh, what, what factors that they should use. And it also may uh, apply retroactively so that people who are on uh, uh, Texas's death row who have these kinds of claims uh, may uh, be able to use this decision to um, determine whether they are, in fact, intellectually uh, disabled. Uh, so it's been, it could have a widespread uh, uh, um, impact. I want to thank our guest, Virginia Sloan. She's the president and founder of the Constitution Project. And Robert Dunham, who's the executive director of the Death Penalty Information Center, talking about the new Supreme Court decision. It's called Moore versus Texas, uh, just issued today uh, on the death penalty in Texas.